We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. How about those Super Bowl commercials? What was the best? Was there a real stinker among them? Let's talk about all of that with Chris Weissman, the CMO of Top Right Transformational Marketing. He's going to tell us all about the Super Bowl ads that hit and those that missed. Chris, great to have you on the program. It's Dave Briggs and it's Ross Tucker. My favorite Super Bowl ad was the Hyundai Smart Park. Chris Evans, Captain America, David Ortiz. Uh, thought that was fantastic. To you, what was the best ad of the night and why? You know, I really like the smart car ad, too. I thought uh, it sold the brand really well. It gave you a memorable phrase, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I think it could have used a little bit more branding. You know, they mentioned Sonata, but you never heard Hyundai. But I did love it, especially I I, I grew up in Boston. uh, So I'm going to be walking around saying that's a smart car all day. Uh, The one that stood out to me was the Google ad, Loretta. Uh, I thought that that was really, um, you know, especially for the target audience, I think it was appealing to both men and women who are watching the the game. Uh, It presented, you know, a benefit, somebody who's dealing with potentially Alzheimer's or something like that, and being able to use a smart device to capture memories that they may not be able to have and be able to come back to them. So that one really made an impact, and it showed me uh, a way to use that device other than, you know, play music or turn the lights off. Yeah, that that was amazing. I'm with you, Chris. I guess I want to talk a little bit more generally. Um, What, in your opinion, makes a good or bad commercial in general, but in particular for the Super Bowl? Well, the Super Bowl's, you know, it's funny because the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl of advertising, just the way it is of football. And over the years, what you've seen is advertisers try and go over the top with what they're trying to do because they need to break out. You know, they've got 30 seconds. They've plopped down five and a half million dollars and they have to have an impact. So they have to do something sensational like use CGI tricks or bring celebrities at the end of the day, whether it's at the Super Bowl or it's in another venue, advertising doesn't work unless it does one of three things. It either convinces customers to buy more product, to buy that product more often, or it builds a stronger relationship with you and the brand so that you'll pay a higher price for it. If you don't accomplish one of those things, it doesn't matter if you have Martin Scorsese or Shakira or whoever. If it doesn't do those things, all you're doing is you're entertaining an audience who say, man, I really like that ad. Great, are you going to buy the product? No, I don't have any interest, but I really thought was entertained. To me, that's just wasted money. Talking to Chris Weissman, CMO, Top Right Transformational Marketing, about the best and worst Super Bowl ads. Yes, that's to me why the Hyundai ad worked, and I'm 
just a an advertising minor in college is because it was funny, it was entertaining, but it was also insightful. It reminded you why that car has an advantage. And at the end of the day, if you can associate what brand the commercial was, then it was a success. A lot of great ads, I turned to my friends and I said, who is it for? And they did not know the answer. Uh, for those of you that did not check out the Smot Pock ad, here is a little bit of the audio from the David Ortiz and Captain America Chris Evans ad. Guys, do we have that? Here we go. Look at this guy. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? He's not getting that car in there. No, sir. Look at these two troublemakers. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Wicked car, is that new? Yeah, it's a Sonata. Let me pack it. Oh, you're not fitting your car in there. Chris, stop being a smarty pants, all right? Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack? Just hit the clicker, car packs itself. It's smart, it's wicked smart. And I can pack it anywhere. How about Dorchester? Packed it. Foxborough, packed it. The Garden? Packed it. Saugus? Packed it. Swanscott? Revere? The Harbor? Are you kidding me? I packed it and then unpacked it. You unpacked it? Kid. Game changer. That Sonata ain't got no driver. That's all right, he's got Smart Pack. Hey, look him back there. He's got Smart Pack! Hey, whoa, whoa, it's Big Poppy. Wicked Smart. This is a ghost <laughs> Big Poppy comes there at the end. Now, Jeep's Groundhog Day won the USA Today ad meter. That Hyundai ad was second place. And my, my question about that is, they released this early. So it got a lot of buzz and a lot of people had seen it. Therefore, the reaction wasn't quite as big during the game because people were already familiar with it. Why are companies do that, doing that, and does it does it ultimately harm you in terms of the the real reaction in the moment, or do they get double the buzz? I think that they get double the buzz. You've got 90 million people watching the Super Bowl, but as I was saying earlier in the segment, some people are off at the commercials getting you know filling up their beer or getting some more wings or something like that. Social media today gives you so much opportunity to extend your message. And if you can take a commercial like the Smart Car and get people to share it, and, and, and you, now you go from 92 million views to a couple hundred million views, and uh, it becomes part of the, the lexicon. You know, I, I suspect over the next month, just like with the, the Budweiser ads uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s, People will be walking around saying, is that a smart car for a while now? And I think if they would have just run 30 seconds or I guess it was about a minute long at the Super Bowl, they might not have gotten that. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, Chris. I'll piggyback off of that one, which is how much of the value in buying a Super Bowl commercial spot is in sort of the residual value of, us talking about it the next day, the social media stuff, the conversation around the commercials itself. You know, I'm just curious as to how much kind of value they put on that part of it. Well, I think that that's, I think that that's why they're now asking for $5.6 million because you get that stage and platform to become part of the conversation and to have folks like us or USA Today talking about you the next day. I think it's a high-risk, high-return um, move because, you know, as USA Today showed, and I think we all have our list of those that were 
complete failures. And there you get a lot of, of, of that same sharing and extending of message, but in a negative way, and it can really damage you, damage your brand. Talking to Chris Weissman, CMO, Top Right Transformational Marketing, about the best Super Bowl commercials last night. I mentioned the uh, Jeep ad, Groundhog Day, won the USA Today ad meter. Second place was the Smart Park from Hyundai. Chris, did you have a real stinker of the night? What did you think of the Mr. Peanut Baby? My stinker of the night was was the Rob Riggle, Sofia Vergara, Bounty uh, chili all over the people. I thought that one just stunk, but I did. I did actually remember who the ad was for. What was your bad ad of the night? Oh, there were a few. Uh, I think the one that probably was the worst for me was the one that was fixed the pretzel for pop tarts. You know, I, I look at the Super Bowl and I think, what a great venue to launch a food product. People are in the eating mood. You have 90 million people watching, you're going to get instant recognition. And, and that one, it just fell flat. I didn't understand the creative. I didn't understand what the benefit was. And I don't know if anybody ever woke up any day and say, man, I wish I could have a pretzel from the toaster. And it, it just, I just thought creatively it was a miss. I didn't understand how it connected to the, to the target at the Super Bowl. And the product itself just, fell flat for me. Yeah, I didn't even, I don't even remember that one, Chris. So uh, I, I guess I agree with you. My question is, I'm with Dave. I thought the Rob Riggle one uh, for Bounty Chili was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't find Rob Riggle funny very often, but I do remember it. And it almost seems to me like you either want to have the best commercial or the worst commercial, if you're in the middle, nobody's talking about you. If you're the worst one, like Riggle, and we hated it, at least we're talking about it, and we're talking about Bounty and paper towels, and okay, I still remember that Bounty in my head, and they wipe up chili off the ground. Well, you know, that one, just a little inside baseball, what that one was is the folks at P&G saying, I've got all of these brands and none can afford an ad on their own. So let's throw them all together and see how many brands that we can advertise in 30 seconds. And like you, I didn't like that one at the end, other than bounty, I couldn't tell you what other products were in there. I know that they were all P and G products, but I didn't know what else was in there. And it, 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 it came off as trying to do too much, uh, they're trying to do too much with too little time. And, you know, I think, Ross, to your point, if you woke up and you hated it, are you going to go buy more Bounty? Even if you remember Bounty, is it going to make you, when you go to the grocery store, say, boy, you know, I just I feel compelled now to buy, buy Bounty? Or will you say, oh, yeah, that's the paper towel from that stupid Super Bowl ad. I, don't, I have no, uh, no interest in being part of that. Yeah, I, I probably... Uh, I don't get the paper towels for our household, <laughs> but it probably probably wouldn't affect me either way. I do have one last question because sure. I watch these commercials and it's $5.6 million. Like how much time, how much effort and how much expense goes into making these things? 
Because I'm like blown away at times by how bad some of them are. And I just think of the man hours and expense to go ahead and produce something that is that bad. Yet there's a bunch of people probably like you sitting around a table being like, yeah, that is awesome. We're going to kill it with this. Uh, yeah, it's there is a lot of time and a lot of money. You know, you think about the ad for the Coke Energy. Martin Scorsese doesn't come free to do a 60 second commercial. You know, so, you know, the production on an ad can be upwards of a million to a million and a half dollars just to make it. That doesn't include paying the talent. And you think about that, that P&G ad, you know, you've got Sofia Vergara and Rob Riggle and a host of others. Every one of them, it's a payday. So you could spend $5.6 million to buy the ad and another two to five to make it. And so you're out $10 million only to have people the next day saying, uh, you know, what a waste. Interesting, and also interesting that two presidential campaigns, both the Trump campaign and the Michael Bloomberg campaign, spent $10 million on Super Bowl ads. Will they get bang for their buck? And any sort of bounce, given when only commercials you're talking about are the ones that we have mentioned before. So that that is an interesting presence on that night. Chris Weissman, CMO, Top Right Transformational Marketing. Really appreciate your insights this morning. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Hey everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.